0: I removed that and it just barely squeezed in like it was meant to be.
1: (laughs) Hello and welcome to the bottom of the internet. This is another dead pixel, the podcast that has never had more than two people on it at one time. My name is Nick. I am your host here with me today, one of the four ramen kings of Tokyo. It's Joe. Joe, how you doing tonight?
0: Doing all right. Yeah, uh, that's about right. I, I do know myself a good, good bowl of ramen.
1: What would you say is the perfect bowl of ramen? Could you describe it for us, please?
0: All right. That's a loaded question. It really depends on uh, time of day, season, you know, humidity factor, because... Uh, some some people really like to have a good yuzu ramen for the hot muggy days because that little splash of yuzu just makes it nice and refreshing. Uh, during a nice uh, cold evening, I actually like prefer something with a little more uh, creamy broth. Uh mm. generally speaking, mm. your noodles should always be a little a uh, little on the undercooked side, al dente, because that what just per- me personally, that's how I believe it. Uh you don't want to risk your noodles getting soggy, man. That's just gross. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Cuz you are going to cuz I mean they are going to sit in in the soup. So they are going to get a little bit more soggy, more soft I should say, and you don't want to you don't want to cross that soggy threshold. So you you're right and that does make perfect sense. Um cool man.
0: The chashu, that's where it's at, man. So for those who don't know, that's the meat, the slice of delicious delicious pork or, you know, uh some people do different, you know, specialties, but yeah, the meat really does uh make the difference.
1: I have a question. Do you drink the broth at the end?
0: Always. Oh, unless if it's unless if it's uh poison like if you if they for some reason made it way too salty, uh oh, man. You know, I I've I've had to put it down cuz I'm like no, this is I can tell this is going to be too much salt content for me for like the rest of the week. Um uh, but generally then that's just like a bad bowl of ramen. Uh but ah uh, yeah, dude, if if it's if delicious, then have at it
1: uh i remember when i was in japan one time i was uh eating eating ramen and uh, um i started to drink the broth and one of my japanese friends was like we don't usually drink the broth <laughs> and i was like i was like oh what oh, okay well i do <laughs> like cuz i was starving cuz we had been walking around all day and i hadn't really realized the portions that i was going to be getting in uh, in japan um so yeah, I mean, I, I try not to drink the broth in um, like cup ramen or or just like the you know the, the grocery store top ramen whatever because um, that's 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 pretty pretty much just straight MSG that you're drinking. Um, but I don't know, like a real ramen shop, I might do it. I might do it.
0: No man, it's like I said if it's delicious, fucking who's gonna stop you? Uh, we used to have this little great mom and pa shop not even like two blocks away from our house it was it was great it was one of those shops that we didn't bring anyone else to we're like no dude we we can't bring you here because then you're gonna bring other people mm. like this is our joint
1: your secret uh,
0: spot like or we're gonna bring you here but that's only because you're here visiting and then you're gonna go back on an airplane and never come back here again so yes you, we will now invite you to the um to our the little mom and pa store which is literally the back first floor back half of their house uh so they literally take off their shoes to go into their actual house so like yeah uh we would bring them back That's gifts what you know. from when we like went to a you know, different uh, omiyage uh, different uh snacks and stuff like that from all around We're like yeah we came we just came back from Kyoto here you go here's some of the you know and then uh on our birthdays when we show up they're like yeah here like just randomly one of their the, their son who was about our age Happened to visit, brought cakes for them, and then when the sun left, they quickly came out from the back of it. Here, have some cake, and (laughs) we're like, "Oh, you guys are great." (laughs)
1: That's awesome. That is fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, that's how you know you're in the right spot is is when you're in a restaurant in the back of somebody's house. Um, That's really cool. Uh, All right, man. Uh, So, I am going to buy a TV tomorrow.
0: You're pulling the trigger. All right, the
1: trigger. It is a CRT TV. About 20 inches.
0: (laughs) At least that one you can probably carry by yourself.
1: I can probably carry by myself. Uh, I I am buying it off of Craigslist, so if I get murdered, uh, you'll know I got murdered by Craigslist. Um, Yeah, I'm actually considering um, so I'm I'm considering getting into uh, a little bit into retro gaming. Uh, Not not fully but I'm sure everybody says that when they start I actually have a, a plan to, uh, to play um, a couple of choice ps2 games um, and uh, I, I I decided that I'm gonna try to go ahead and uh, and do it the the right way or play it uh, on a real ps2 um, with a real CRT monitor CRT TV Um and uh, yeah, because I, because I mean, I know that I can, uh, I can emulate, um, but it's I don't know. I I feel like I would just want to experience a couple of these games that way. Also, I do want to um, kind of uh, collect uh, some of the old consoles while they're still available. Fortunately, since they sold literally like fifty billion PS2s, uh, you can get a PS2 even a fat one um pretty it's, they're pretty common they're they're pretty much everywhere uh you could spend like I'm looking around you can get one with the box and a controller and the cords for like 120 on eBay and you can do better if if you if you want but but uh but but there's some good but you can get like you can do get them for like 35 if you really try uh but it's just like the actual PS2 it's by itself but yeah, so I'm looking into uh, getting into that. I'm going to be uh this is actually the hard part. The game is actually going to cost almost as much as the PS2. I'm looking at buying uh Dragon Guard 1 and Dragon 2. Uh Dragon Guard 2 isn't so expensive. I think it's like 50 to 70 somewhere in there, but but uh Dragon Guard 1 is uh hovering around like 80 you know, seventy if you find a good deal, but like eighty bucks.
0: Okay, yeah. uh, you only need to, if for the for the Dragon Guard series, you only need one, and you only need three for the, for your, the purposes that you're looking at. If you're going to be doing the historical aspect of how near and the evolution of near and how one ending evolves into the other, because I think three evolves into one. Uh, then the first game, then it goes to near, uh, the. Uh, I forgot near, just near, whatever they called it in the uh, Japanese version. I they called it. Can't remember. They called it near.
1: <laughs> Actually, they version, did have both near
0: and brother near. Um, you know that one because uh, that's all based off of the third ending of the first one. Because the the, the dust and everyone getting sick, and that's what that's from. Is that? Uh, so yeah, you only need one of three.
1: That's, uh, that's are you getting what you would think? Um, but you know, uh, Yokotaro did work on two. Um, he he, and his team kind of worked on it, and he like like went away. There's more to the story, but but basically, toward the end, they did bring him back on to to do some minor stuff. And I, and it is, I mean, you're right though. Like it is canonically, two is basically just negated. Um, but but I think that you know. It's a. Uh, I think two might be more important to the Yoko Taro story, and the developmental story of Near, um, at least more important than it seems at first. But I, I, but I mean, like, I need to play it, like, either way, just to kind of tag that base, as it were. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right, though. Like, there is, if you're, if you're a person out there who's just wanting to. You know, figure out the near story. Um, then, for the love of God, just emulate uh, the the first game and the, and the third game, um, and then and move on with your life. But, but uh, that's that's not me. I'm, I can't, I can't right. I can't go that. Well, well, then if
0: you're if all right. So if you're legitimately going like full on into the getting an actual real monitor, uh, then are you getting? Just your normal old school Toshiba, or are you actually getting yourself um, a proper PVM?
1: No, no. Like I've looked at. Um,
0: yeah, poser. I'm a okay.
1: poser. I'm i outed. I'm a grifter. Um, so I did I did start to look at like like I forget what the exact model number is, but there's a particular Sony model that everybody uses for perfect retro gaming. And it is like five. I mean, the ones I was looking at, I didn't do too much research because I was like, "Fuck this." But the ones I was looking at were like five hundred, four hundred dollars, sometimes a thousand dollars, if they were large and, and in good condition. But like, yeah, like I don't really want to go quite that far. Um, what I'm looking at is a is a Sanyo, a Sanyo. Um, I forget the the exact model number. It's a bunch of numbers, but it's a Sanyo from 2004. Um, and, uh, Draken guard one actually came out in 2003 and two came out, I think in five or six or somewhere around there. So the, the Sanyo from 2004, uh, would be, would be about right for, for the time period, what the, the PS2 was built for and, and, and vice versa. So I figured, okay, that's, that's all right. Um, a lot of these are, you know, 70 bucks, sometimes 50 bucks, but then with like $50, 40 shipping because they're so big and heavy, um, for a TV that's not even all that big. But this one I actually found on Craigslist in town. So, so uh, the dude's super nice and he's actually got a, a a bunch. He seems he seems nice anyway. He might he, he might murder me, um, but uh, but uh, it, he he's in town and he's got a, I got a couple different ones. Um, so seems like it, it seems like a good thing and it's only like sixty bucks. So I was like. Yeah, I think I'll I'll go for that. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be something of an adventure after after getting the TV and then ordering the, the PS two. I still have to. I, I want to stream with it a little bit, or at least record with it a little bit, and that's that's kind of its own pain because um, it's it's going to require some magic, and it might increase latency or something like that. But but uh, anyway, I'm gonna begin that road.
0: All right. Well, one of the things I was going to mention was the, uh, you know, for those who don't want to go down the uh, old monitor route, you know, I have one, but that's only because I happen to have a family member who had one in the basement. I'm like, you're going to do something with that? They're like, no, we've been meaning to throw it in a garage sale, but we've just been too lazy to get one. So like... Can I, can I have that? They're like, sure. And that's it's a 32 inch monstrosity, which Ooh. you need like two people to, yeah, you need two people to do it. I had an old uh, uh, stereo cabinet, like the old TV cabinet with the shutting doors, like they pull straight forward and they shut. Well, in order to make it fit in that cabinet, I had to remove the doors and the hinges, the the rails. And then I, on the, on the top, there was an old, like a downward drop for where you slid the VCR in. I removed that, and it just barely squeezed in like it was meant to be. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, that's how. That's where my uh, my retro TV is. Hey, at least uh, you got
1: one, though. I mean, like, like it's it, it's it's kind of annoying, and I don't know how much I would. I, I don't know if I would really get into it if um if I wasn't, uh, trying to learn, this stuff. But but there are some games that I do want you know besides uh Dragon Guard. There's a, I would like to get an old Shit Shot of the Colossus and maybe a few others here and there. Um, but I, I know like these, these games are, you know, like they're not, like I've, I've heard podcasters say, um, like that they remember when uh, they were in Walmart and there was a pile of Super Nintendo games for like $5 a piece in a giant bin. Uh, Mario, you know, anything, anything that was popular at the time. And it was all right there for five bucks a piece. Um, and it's like, you you gotta, you gotta think in those terms that like, whenever you see that stuff uh, just kind of laid out there, you know, in, in 20 years and 30 years, it's going to be rare. It's gonna be rare. And uh, uh, yeah. you, you're not going to want all of it. I mean, a lot of it's going to be shovelware. Like a lot of it is going to be shovelware. Um, but a lot of it's not going to be kept around. So if you uh, like something, but I
0: do, I do like the mentality of Vinnie Caravella when it talks about collecting. It's like if you're not collecting for the sole enjoyment of having it, and you're uh, like, and you're just collecting just uh, the the theoretical profit from it. Oh no, yeah, uh, yeah. Then you have to think about well, that stuff's going to take up space somewhere in my house. Now, if that was going to be taking rent in my closet or in my spare bedroom, you know, how many years of rent is that thing going to owe me? Before it actually, like before I could sell it to turn a profit, and will that profit actually be worth it? Uh, so I, I really liked that mentality of that, and I'm like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've also had to tone back my collecting as I grew older because the more I move, the more things go missing, the th- get damaged, and so on, so forth.
1: Well, uh, I mean, the way I think about it is like, uh, is um, the, all the things that I got rid of, sold, threw away as I was moving around and I really wish I had tried harder to keep some of that stuff. I mean, I've had friends, I've had, I mean, I've gotten parents um, with, with some space and I just wish that I had t- taken some of that stuff that would be, you know, I mean, it wouldn't be worth that much money now probably, but it would be good, a good thing to have in a collection or something something like that. And I just wish I'd taken more care to hold onto those things. And that's kind of, kind of uh, like, Where I kind of draw the line at it is like, did you already buy it and already enjoy it? Okay, well, how much more trouble is it really going to be to to keep track of it if uh, if if it's something that you actually got a lot of uh, enjoyment out of? Like, I mean, like I used to have like Final Fantasy seven, eight, and nine, you know, uh, discs and in their uh, in their cases and stuff, and they're, they're probably still somewhere. my mom's house or something like that but but uh like i know there's other stuff that i have gotten rid of and it's like man just i I, I just wish i'd kept it so i'm just trying to get some of those things before they're gone or really really expensive because we're almost at that point now too all
0: right well my my quick recommendation then uh as someone who especially spending enough time overseas and rejecting the uh their urge to buy like the bulk cheap bins of um you know, cartridges. Uh, but I did look hard into, like, I'm, you know, like how much things are going to cost to play it on modern setups. And back then, it, you know, as of like maybe 10 years ago, it used to be like the Frame Meister was the big uh, upscaler that everyone would use for, for quote unquote modern TVs at the time. And that sucker was like $400 brand new. Uh, and you still you know that wasn't wasn't a perfect solution but it got you most of the way there some you'd have to do some other hookup interfaces here and there so in the end you'd look at like easily five hundred dollars just to make your stuff your your nintendo run uh properly <sighs> uh minimum leg on you know on your flat screen and then uh but the currently the the the, the more popular ways to do it is you have Uh, the Mr. Project, but that's not going to be playing cartridges. That's going to be, that's an FPA, uh, FPGA sort, you know, playing like essentially ISO files or like uh, properly downloaded, you know, dumped ROMs. Yeah. Uh, So it's going to be the closest thing you got to the actual authentic thing without actually plugging in, you know, or damaging your, you know, your, uh, your games. Right. And they're always building new accessories, new modules for that. So that is and the community is really rock solid. Uh, it's one of the I I observe them from a distance because I'm afraid to dive in because once I go in, there is no going back. Um Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean like Jeff Gersman would always would always bring that up on uh on the old giant bombs. Um and it was like I mean, it, it was cool, but some of the games he would show are just like, gosh, dude, this game is from like nineteen like seventy three and I just it's a game and it meant a lot to him, but I'm like, dude, this is literally like eight pixels. Um, <laughs> and I just not that interested in it.
0: No, but for, um, for a non, I, I don't believe it's FPA PGA source. It's just a, uh, but the open source scan converter was really popular for a while too. Um, so this one's also more or less a home, you know, like built project, uh, But what it does is it lets you, you know, uh, it's an open source scan, you know, uh, scan converter. It lets you take, um, you know, you can build, uh, people build more programs for it and stuff like that. And it essentially lets you use your um, LCD TV, hook up old games to it. And it works pretty well. A lot of people were really happy with it. uh, And it was starting to become the the, uh, other alternative other than the Mr. They're like, that was the, the most mainstream one. And then about a year or two ago, uh, Retro Tink uh, had been around for a little bit, but the RetroTink Tink 5 got a really big boost, uh, got a lot of notoriety. Um, that's like a husband and wife duo, but that one's also supposed to be FPGA uh, based. And that one lets you do, uh, they have a lot of in, like nice, these things have custom options for letting you put in scan lines or letting you how how to run things more smooth. Uh, or as close to authentic as possible. But yeah, you seriously just hook up your old cables, uh, letting you play your old uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, uh, Sega CD, all that stuff. Um, You know, and they do a really good job. I've heard nothing but wonderful things about them. I have not tried them personally firsthand, because once again, these are all, you know, anywhere from like $300, you know, uh, for these type of devices. I'm like, you know, I got my original hardware, and I... Also don't feel the need that like I don't think it's um, necessary to play the original stuff. If I have it, I'm going to great. But if I, I'm not going to go hunt down a, a rare cart for just for, uh, unless if it has sentimental value to me, I would rather just go ahead and play an emulator. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not above that. So,
1: yeah. I mean, if you just want to get the experience of the game, you know, you don't have to have it be exactly the same. It's kind of a nostalgia factor. I think Um, or certain games, some certain games probably do require it because, um, I mean, emulators are not that they're not going to give you the true experience on probably some like Twitch reflex type games. But, uh, but for the most part, yeah, that is probably the best way for somebody to go back and experience it. But yeah, anyway, uh, so, uh, I'll let you know, I'll keep you apprised as to the situation there. Um, should I survive my encounter with Craigslist tomorrow? Uh, so I guess we'll jump right into the news. Uh, first up, um, so today, uh, as we're recording this, um, uh, the, uh, Sony announced a price increase for the PlayStation 5 for most of the world, um, at least most of the major markets. Uh, right now, the United States is not affected, but, uh, Europe, Japan, Australia, I believe New Zealand as well. Um, they are all, uh, Canada, Mexico, Australia, China, um, Europe and the UK. Um, and of course, Japan are all affected by this price increase. It, it varies depending on the region. Um, but, uh, but generally it seems like it would be something akin to 50 bucks U S. Um, they're about, I'm, I'm not totally hundred percent on all of, uh, on all of these, uh, um, currency, uh, price valuations, but kind of just looking at the Euro, the Euro is plus 50. The, the pound is plus 30. Um, Japan is, is uh, plus 5,000 yen. Australia is plus 50, things like that. Um, So, yeah, uh, they have decided to increase the price of the PlayStation 5. Um, I don't remember if this has ever happened for a mainline console. Do you remember anything like that, Joe, or has it ever happened?
0: Uh, Depends on what you define as a mainline console because literally like a month ago, uh this happened this was uh, news about the uh the meta quest or the oculus quest um and how you know they're blaming um you know inflation and such but they're actually upping the price on that uh which was a shame because despite being owned by facebook it was actually a really uh, solid piece of vr headset uh but as far as mainstream like you know uh, any of the consoles no none of them really went uh up in price like this during its life, you know, lifestyle, you know, in maybe when it's already you know, discontinued, some things became more rare and hard to find. Uh, but uh, as a whole, most of the stuff just gets cheaper as time goes on because parts get cheaper and uh, it's you know it's easy to mass produce. So yeah, this yeah. is an interesting situation.
1: I mean, like yeah, by like mainline, I kind of mean you know the big three yep. plus Sega and Atari and you know some of those uh, some of those older ones. Um, even like the Commodore or something like that, uh, just, uh, dang. I mean, I was like, I, have never seen it happen with a a console that I really cared about. Um,
0: no, not, not midlife, like, you know, coming out with the next, you know, iteration, you know, everyone knows the, the PS3 debacle, um, you know, being like, you know, they can get another job and all that stuff, but that was launching a new thing at a high price. ridiculous high, high price but not doing it like yeah all right cool now we're just going to milk you guys for more money cuz it always goes the opposite direction it's like hey these parts are cheaper now in fact we can buy you know better parts that are at a better cost and you'll get the savings and a more efficient unit and we usually will trim it down for you but no this is really unique that they're uh it's a messed up situation and honestly i think they should just eat the cost and make the fans happy because not everyone gets you know has yet to get a system. So
1: yeah, I mean, uh, I mean traditionally, from what I've heard, uh, the the um, manufacturer um, or the, the game company, I guess I don't know what the correct terminology is. Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, they usually sell um, the consoles for for comparably very little profit. Um, that's why attach rate is so important because because they actually make a lot of money uh, on the software that they can sell you. So, it's uh it, it seems kind of that that seems to be the norm. Um and I would have figured they would have continued to do that. But, you know, I was a little I, I got to be honest, I was a little surprised whenever this generation came out and it was $500 um for the, you know, the the Blu-ray uh PlayStation 5 um, because I, I kind of figured it would be like, I don't know, like 550 or something like that, maybe even 600. Um, cause you know, inflation has, has come up, uh, in the past, uh, 12 years or so, or really more than that, um, uh, in the past almost two decades. So it would make more sense now to charge $600 on, uh, the PS5 rather than on the PS3, But, um, so it, it kind of, in in that kind of way, it makes sense. But I mean, geez, like whenever you come out with the, with the new console, to me, it's kind of like the die is cast, man. The price is the price. Um, and you've got to, you've got to run with it or else you kind of risk making people mad. Furthermore, like people haven't been able to get this thing. I mean, uh, I only just got mine famously, uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, and a lot of people throughout the world uh, still don't have it. I, I am kind of curious, um, about the the um, the omission of the United States from the price hike. Uh, my My guess for that is, is just that uh, they sell really well here, um, and this might be one of their their bigger markets, if not their biggest market. And they may just be afraid of of making their biggest market angry. Um but I uh, do you have an opinion on that or
0: um yeah it's it is the fact, you know, uh Sony recently you know with in the last little bit uh famously stated that the the west of uh, and the US market is more important than the Japanese market yeah. considering the fact that they um uh, they were willing to switch the menu schemes for uh confirmation and cancellation buttons Yeah, because in america we looked at x as being like the ok like the checkbox button while in uh in all japanese you know the basic consoles uh the controllers like for example nintendo a and b was always from right to left because you would read from right to left and that's why you'd look at something like an xbox is left to right a b and when you have a uh like games like the original metal gear uh you look at the x ex- or the playstation controller a circle means okay you know it's confirm, and then the x was across being like cancel and you know you're or negative ag- you know, yeah like, that's so because of that they're like that was always an argument for a long time when if you played a certain japanese game uh you'd have your brain would have to do that in like nintendo switch like I guess, pun intended now. <laughs> I, uh, oh my God. Um, Yeah. Right. It just lucky coincidence, man. I wish I could have, uh, Oh man, you could thoroughly. have
1: planted that. You could have, man, you should have saved that for, uh, for our next news thing, but go ahead.
0: <laughs> and yeah, the Nintendo switch. Oh. Uh, so no, the, that's the thing though, when you're using that uh, or even like the Vita, yeah. uh, my Vita, I should say, I bought mine overseas because i wanted uh, i wanted it early i happened to be there on vacation and i wanted the color it was great uh but every time i used the menu i'd have to remember to you know three o'clock position circle that is confirmation button you know that's uh but eventually they just recently switched that they not only switched it but they they like flat out acknowledged like you know we're right you know the the west was right you know and that's how it is now which a lot of uh people in the original market were like how you do, why are you doing us dirty like that? You know, you're a Japanese company and you're just going to literally sweep us under the rug. But, uh, so when it comes yeah. to, yeah, well, I <laughs> mean like a, it's a absurd, absurd circumstance, it, it, it is, it
1: is irritating to, uh, to have to switch back and forth, uh, whenever I am, uh, going from Sony PlayStation over to my switch, it's like, oh yeah, all the confirmation is on, is on the, that three o'clock button, um, so it, it, it's, it's kind of an irritating thing, but it's not the end of the world, but you're right. That is, it is a, a mentality that has changed at Sony. It seems like, um, and this is just another thing that says that hones in on the West, specifically the United States and says, you, you guys are, are, um, the favored child at this point. Uh, we're not going to try to make you mad by, uh, increasing the price on this, but, um, yeah, man, like, I mean, how do you feel about it? Like, like it, it, doesn't really, it doesn't really affect us, but, like, if you were in Europe, or especially, like, in the UK, uh, well, how would you feel if you were waiting to get a PS5 and and then this happened?
0: So, I guess it's one of those two-fold things. If you've been waiting this long, you probably have a different thing to play games on. Most likely, you're playing games... Uh, you know, if you're waiting for you know PlayStation only, uh, then you know you you could also go to PC. I mean, that's how I'm looking at it. It's yeah. Like everything now, if you're willing to put in the time and just to wait a little bit longer, um, you know, right now Spider-Man just famously came out, and in a few months, uh, Miles Morales is going to come out as well. Uh, so that's on the dock for PC. So you don't need the um the PS5 like you did before, and uh, so it, hopefully you have that other alternative. Now, if you have an Xbox, that's great. But then you're like, well, I want the uh, the PlayStation exclusives. I want right. the God of War and stuff like that. And if, you know, so that's where you know. Hopefully, if you have a computer, you got the best of literally both consoles in the palm of your hand. Um, so that's kind of you know that's the only alternative. It's like, well, maybe if you don't have anything at all, um, well, you can always invest that extra bit of money into a computer. I mean there's always that
1: yeah say, uh, I don't my, know.
0: Microsoft' is happy because you know anything that makes their you know Sony look bad makes them look good uh, but you know as we've talked about many times uh game pass on PC has been wonderful for us uh, and helping us out a lot so Do yeah, you think I, don't know, I think I think I would go I'll, I'm gonna stick with my PC I was hoping to go for a pro or a slim version of the ps5 uh, but well, who knows at the rate they're right there going I'm
1: glad that you brought that up because it just made me think. Like, do you think that with this price hike, that they are planning to put off the the PlayStation Slim uh, or place or the the uh, the PlayStation Five Point Five, whatever it's going to be? Um, because like, because like, if, if you're going to do a price hike and you're at the same pace as uh, the 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 PS Four Pro, uh, then you got to imagine that a PS Five Pro is coming out. Uh, fairly soon at least most people would so if if they're going to do a price hike most people to me would think well i'll just wait for the ps5 pro but but if uh, they're going to do a price hike then maybe that's going to be pushed off further than than um than before
0: it's it's a matter of whether or not they can get the uh the manufacturers uh you know the, the components they need and how bad logistics is at the time. Yeah. but say everything's running smooth. Uh, I think they will still release uh, the uh, their 0.5 model or their pro model and that'll probably be as early as you know uh, they've done something similar where you'd have it in the during right before the holiday season. Traditionally, this would be a good time because it's been a number of years um nothing says they can't do it at a different time of the season uh Mm, you know granted you know it depends on what they say because currently gamescom is going on right now no new word from that uh but it does kind of coincide with the fact that talking about the pro model um uh, cutting into the news a little bit uh on something i was going to bring to the table was the new controller that they just announced oh yeah um yeah so they have that new dual sense edge which is essentially their answer to the Xbox Elite controller. And, you know, it only took them way longer than it I should have. I was going to say, it's been it.
1: like, what, five years more since the Elite yeah. controller came out? I don't even know. They
0: have they have a new version of the Elite controller. So, yeah. like, what the heck, you know? Um, Maybe they just didn't want to so, look like
1: they were copying. Exactly. You know, step for step.
0: It doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's a good thing. They should have copied it because it's, you <laughs> know, that's how that's, things like that. Well, that's
1: Saudi for you.
0: yeah it's no it's 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 probably it's whatever ceos are involved and like them not wanting to invest the money in the r&d and the research but that's because they were in the lead at the time you know xbox was doing anything they could to like carve out their own niche and try to get back people that they lost you know so that's what that was how they ended last year on such a or the last generation on a much higher note than they started that's for darn sure um no this this new controller looks really uh, really good for those who haven't seen it it's you know the DualSense Edge is more or less the same as um, you know the Microsoft Elite controller um, it's it has the uh, uh, switches to help engage the triggers uh, more shallow or you know if you want to you can uh, it looks like you should be able to swap out the thumb pads for different uh, different heights and different you know so pretty much verbatim you got paddles on the back right um you know so it's um uh, if you've seen the elite controller you've you've pretty much seen this the only thing is it's a playstation you know if you like the thumbs your thumbs being on the bottom of the controller this is right up your alley and you know it's going to be I, i'm assuming it's going to be really good quality uh so yeah. i'm excited about it i'm you know i have yet to buy i'm still running an xbox 360 controllers on my pc Oh well. Uh, so. <laughs> I still have one.
1: Uh, yeah. I I use an Xbox 1 controller now, but uh but uh, yeah, I mean there's there those 360 controllers are are great.
0: Yeah, I still I have my, I have the old USB dongle you have to plug in and then I have a bunch of controllers because I've owned uh, I think I've said it before, but I've owned like seven Xbox 360s, oh, yeah. um, and only two of which didn't break on me. Uh, one I sold, Dude. and then it broke on my buddy, uh, like four years down the road. Uh, and then I, but and then I have my current, my my last one that still works. But he got his uh, money's it,
1: worth. It's fine. Oh, my buddy,
0: my buddy was perfectly fine with it. He's just like, yeah, you know what? It was, it was. He, yeah, he was just fine with it. I'm like, all right, cool. I didn't feel bad because I'm like. Yeah, you know, that would have sucked if I sold it to him and he'd just get a lemon right out the gate. But. Oh
1: man. <laughs> you sold him a lemon. Oh, it's so funny. Um yeah, that, that's pretty wild. I, I am kind of I kind of forgot about the controller. Um I looked at it and it looked a lot like a regular, you know, PlayStation controller. Um I guess it I, guess, I didn't look at it too closely, but it looked pretty much the same. Um but uh, maybe with, the, I'm sure it feels a lot nicer and stuff like that. Uh, do, do you know how much uh, the price is going to be on it? Probably like 150, like the other one.
0: Um, I I heard rumor it's supposed to be like 200, but I wasn't hundred. <laughs> there, I wasn't sure about that. Come that might have just been comparing it to the. Uh, I think there was a a different uh, third party makes an equivalent controller, which is about 200. Oh gosh, um, Scuff, okay. I believe. Uh, they make a like th- they make a different accessory gears and different custom controllers if i remember right and uh so like yeah this thing isn't quite up to the same quality as the uh xbox elite series 2 controller there's a few things it's missing uh you can't change out the d-pad which is a shame Mm -hmm. because i absolutely hate uh the d-pad for since the the ps4 uh, probably earlier, actually, I think that I, I can't remember if it's the same on the three PS3 anymore. But I just remember that PS4 D-pad and the current PS5 D-pad, that four-point directional. It's uh, like
1: separated, right?
0: Yeah, there's yeah, yeah it's separated. So uh, when you and I were playing a lot of fighting games, I remember getting darn near getting pretty bad blisters oh, because yeah. uh, of trying to you. do a lot of quick motions. Because I like the I like to use the D-pad opposed to the thumbstick when I'm playing a fighting game. Uh, it has uh, there's a, just a, I think it's only two paddles on the back opposed to four uh, and, the, you know, but, and the only thing is we're not uh, unsure about the battery life but for the most part everything else is really you know interchangeable thumbsticks um, you know wireless uh, It's uh, it has the trigger locks like I mentioned before so you know it is um, it, it's a shame you can't switch out the d-pad though I'm just really bummed about that <laughs> You know, d pad's is the best thing we with. ever
1: did. It's the perfect D-pad and <laughs> nobody <laughs> can tell us otherwise. Yeah, I mean, like uh, the regular PlayStation 5 controller, I did hear on some podcasts before that it has a pretty short battery life. Um, I don't think it's too short. I think if you're going to do a pretty good gaming session like, uh, like the old days, like, you know, four or five hours, you probably are going to hit uh the limit on that uh, especially if you're probably smashing buttons a lot and fast but i mean it seemed to me like it would last about three hours um before i had to plug in but i just i just leave mine plugged in every time i i um i I can go i every time i i I go to turn it off i'm like i'll just uh, i'll just plug it back in if it's dropped by one of the dials but, yeah, well, anyway, I guess we switched over to the, talking about the PS5 controller. Um, and I guess we're pretty much done with uh, with the PlayStation price hike. I do think that's pretty wild. Uh, I was very surprised to see that. I was just like, what? But Yeah, then-
0: it's pretty ridiculous for sure. I mean, it's it's a gutsy move. I don't really... I really think they should have just eat, like ate the price and just dealt with it. Uh, I think what it does do, though, is... Uh, it does since it ups the bear the the base price mm. now, if yes. you do come out with the with the pro, yes, it makes it a whole lot easier to swallow when you put up a pro for an extra of fifty to one hundred dollars more. Um, that is you know, a so very we- good
1: point. and i was I was thinking about that uh, before we started talking about the controller and then I lost it. Yeah, that is exactly right. Um they might be aiming to go for you know a six or six fifty price point on whatever PS5 uh, Pro they end up coming out with. Uh, and this is like, well, you know, in, and in two years, whenever it comes out or whatever, uh, it's going to be like, well, it's only $100 more than the PS5 regular. Uh, but it's like, well, no, it's $150 more than the PS5 that a lot of people bought. Launched, yeah. You know, that like 10 million people literally uh, bought. So, yeah that, that is a really good point um i, I think that... also
0: you can be the hero when you release your slim version and you're like oh yeah but this one's actually cheaper than the current price we're dropping Five it by fifty dollars and most people <laughs> will forget about what the base price was <laughs> and they would be like oh cool it's cheaper than it was and it's smaller and what a great deal sony you're great
1: yeah and everyone just forgets history down the memory hole like like 1984 uh yeah that's probably what's going to happen. I think I think we called it you heard it here fir- first folks. Uh PS5 Slim 500, PS5 regular 550 and uh and uh, I don't even know what 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 we're complaining about. Like we're in the US it's still 500 bucks here if you can get one. Um but I do start to I am starting to see them more on Amazon and stuff like that um more and more often. So anyway, Well, let's move on to the next part of the news um, because we beat that to death. So the next thing also has to do with uh, PS5, or rather Sony. Uh, Sony uh, being sued for 5 billion pounds for ripping people off on PlayStation Store. Quote, ripping people off. Um, So they're being accused of anti competitive strategy that... uh, apparently is the industry standard I'm pulling this from uh, eurogamer.net um so this is a legal claim that's being led by ex-managing director of of which UK Alex Neal, and was filed with the competition appeal tribunal last week um so uh basically he is saying um it's, it's this sounds I'll, I'll, this sounds so weird, but he says, uh, the game is up for Sony PlayStation. With this legal action, I am standing up for the millions of UK people who have been unwittingly overcharged. We believe Sony has abused its position and ripped off its customers. Um, and he, bunch, he says a bunch of other things that don't really have anything to do with the price that Sony is charging. Um, and then uh, in the article by Eurogamer, they, uh, uh, bring on a guy, they, uh, they pull, pull quotes from a guy named Richard Hoag or Hoeg, uh, host of a video games industry legal podcast called the virtual legality. Um, and, uh, he brings up, uh, six points in quick succession for why this lawsuit is going to be pretty tough for, uh, them to argue, um, rather the, um, the accusers I don't know the exact legal term uh, to argue because it's it's so it sounds like it's pretty spurious to me. Um, Basically just a quick rundown of the points that this guy makes is uh, you have uh, first you have the issue that each individual transaction was was voluntarily made the price offered second the prices largely mirrored those across the industry at the time third that the inner that the intermediary pricing which is the 30% cut was also mirrored by other market participants at the time. So, so 30, so 30% is the cut that uh, Sony gets from every uh, game purchase, I guess. Uh, fourth, although the 30% argument mirrors epics in Epic versus Apple, you have a lot of language in that case, to mean to distinguish the console markets. So that's like, it's a little bit of an apples to or oranges uh, comparison in cases there. Uh, fifth, Uh, there's no indication that a change to the 30% cut actually would affect the bottom line customer facing pricing. Um, Sixth that because the 30% was established before any market controlling position, you have an issue establishing that it was anti competitive price. So, um, and then he kind of, he kind of gives a little bit of a tacit um, argument for the, uh, the accusers, um, kind of saying or at least uh kind of saying that the the politics of the day might rule might help them somebody to rule in their favor but uh to me it sounds it sounds pretty ridiculous like uh, i i kind of expected to read a little bit more uh concrete um explanation here and it sounds like uh, uh, dude sony charged what they charged and people paid what they paid and I don't really see how it's it's a, a competitive issue,
0: yeah, uh no, it's it's I don't know when people do get it doesn't matter what you are when you're successful, people want a piece of that, and they'll find any justification to try to sue you. So that's kind of it is what it is. I mean, i I wish there was a better example of you know a a, a way they ripped you off. You know, essentially, but you know, you, because you could choose not to buy it. You, if enough people chose not to buy it, guess what prices would change. Uh, but at the same time, there's not like, uh, yeah, you can't really compare it to anything else because any, you know, competition is selling for roughly about the same price of everything. So are they going to sue, um, you know, Xbox or anything like that? I mean,
1: I mean, how many games are, uh, how many games are PlayStation exclusive?
0: Yeah. Only a handful, man. It's just so, like, it's, it's a
1: handful that they and they're not sold for anything higher. You're just only really allowed. To, I mean, I guess like 70 bucks, you know, in, in the US, but I don't know what they are in the UK, but uh, they're not sold for that much higher. Um, not enough to make it or like a really big competitive sort of thing. And and like 99% of games are sold across multiple platforms. So I, I just like I'm just like, dude, they're gonna come and break your legs after they after they uh after they bankrupt you uh in, in uh counter suits. So I hope that I, I just thought that somebody who was going to try something this crazy, um, aiming for the king like this, you know, uh they'd have a little bit more in um they'd have a little bit more in their in their arsenal than just uh they're charging a lot.
0: Yeah. Uh well you know we'll see we'll see if how, what it does in the end but who knows uh I'm not going to hold my breath though.
1: Yeah. I, I'm not going to either. Uh I do hope uh I do hope to find out how it turns out because it it seems like it might be actually pretty funny. Um so uh next up uh we're going to switch topics and uh talk about Nintendo here. Uh, so uh basically DRM company Denuvo um, is uh, going to be doing some anti-piracy uh, for the Nintendo switch. Um, basically, they're they're releasing an anti-piracy program uh, that um, let me see. Uh, I, I can't remember which side this is this is coming down on. I, I think that it is actually um, going to be put into the switch games themselves. So that it will make it more difficult for them to be emulated on PC, um, and uh, it's it's kind of, I was kind of surprised that this hasn't already that this hasn't already been a thing, um, but uh, but yeah, a- apparently Nintendo is going to start working with them to uh, t- to get that uh, going because I mean like you're seeing like every time a new Switch game new big time switch game comes out you know it's running at like 30 frames uh per second at 720p on the switch and then it's running like uh 4k 60 on someone somebody's pc uh somewhere so it, it's uh it, it it makes sense for them to want to block this because you know back when metroid came out um i was kind of like man why am i playing this on a switch when i could be playing it you know um and a really kind of a better experience on on some kind of PC, um, but anyway. So it's uh, I was just kind of surprised that this is the the first time, but also not surprised that they're finally doing it.
0: Yeah, but DeNovo, novo's had so much of a history of bad uh, implementations. It's caused you know, uh, I aren't they the ones who had the stutter issue with um, RE? Uh, was it RE seven? uh, when it first came out, uh, because, you know, someone had to, uh, essentially crack the game. Uh, they did, you know, you used a key gen, essentially, or you cracked it and then, uh, it let you play the game smoothly. Uh, there's, there's been a number of issues. Yeah, with there's it. been I several. Mean, uh, I just, I understand why Nintendo wants to keep their property safe. Uh, you know, and if it works, if it works without causing any trouble with the actual game, then that's fine. Uh, but they just have such a bad track record. I mean, they do do a good job, I guess, keeping you from uh, when you're doing like online stuff. Uh, I believe that they have a it was like a one or two year warranty, saying like, yeah, we we guarantee these games won't be cracked for this amount of time. And then then their licensing agreement is over, and then that's when they uh, stop updating for the most part because it doesn't become as profitable for the company. Like, why are we going to pay you to keep on protecting us? when at this point no one's buying the game anymore or the very few people are. So at this point, anyone who pirates it, it's negligible.
1: Yeah. That's, so. uh, that's their bread and butter is, is uh, you know, we protect your game for the launch window, which is like, you know, the first six months to a year uh, because that's when anybody who actually wants to buy it um, and is likely to buy it is actually going to buy it. Um, and we have to protect that, that section so that it's not just easy for people who want to buy it to actually go play it uh, pirated somewhere else. Um, so, so I get it. Um, it just, uh, but the good thing it, to me is that it doesn't actually. It, it it's kind of, um. Well, I don't know. Um, I kind of am confused about how this works. I guess uh, it protects it from emulation, but does that mean that it's going to it, – It's is it going to affect it, uh, the, the play on the Switch? Because things already kind of chug a little bit on the Switch as it is. Um, so, like, if it affects things on the Switch, I don't know if I'm going to like that at all. Uh, but if they really can keep it emulation side only, um, then, you know, it's it's pretty much – I don't know. It's it's their products. They can do what they want with it. Um, I just I just yeah, hope that well, it doesn't affect Don't worry,
0: because if it's if you're afraid of your uh, switch chugging, then this is the perfect time to then upgrade to whatever their new Switch Pro is. <laughs> there you go. See, it's all up. This is uh, once again. This is a running theme now. Uh, this this is the year of inflation. This is all the companies trying to get more money from you. How are we going to squeeze it? We got to justify us squeezing people. You know, it's like we can't just go up you know a hundred dollars if we go up 50 increments it's not so bad we can't just um just tell people to drop their systems and go like oh you're having issues well we are sorry it does technically work just not necessarily the way you want it to <laughs> uh but guess what it works really smooth with our new nintendo so go for it guys
1: yeah um i i, I mean I, honestly joe i'd like to take this time to announce uh, another dead pixel pro where uh, we don't say any dumb shit, we only say the smart stuff. So we're gonna we're gonna cut all of all the dumb jokes and puns uh, and ramen talk uh, out and uh, and only give you the uh, the exact thing that you actually want. Um, and it'll only be you know an extra five bucks a month um, on the Patreon, and of course. Guess, and
0: Nick will speak. Nick will be com- saying everything in complete monotone. So just good luck staying awake for that.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, my famous monotone voice. Um, so yeah, 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 you're right. Like uh, it's it is gonna be uh, this the program is gonna fuck everything up, and then people are gonna be like, why doesn't my switch work anymore? Well, just in time for the Switch Pro, um, we are we are coming out with uh, the answer to your problems. Anyway, I'm I'm pretty curious to see how this uh, pans out. And if the actu- if the uh, if it will actually um, affect anything, switch side. If it doesn't, then I think it's a pretty big success for Nintendo. Um, at least if I was Nintendo, I, I would consider it a success because uh, them keeping their money um, and uh, the uh, the user experience not being affected, the proper user experience not being affected. Um, is what they really want. So we'll just see how it, how it ends up going, but uh, something to watch for. Um, the only, only other piece of news that I had, um, and this is getting kind of old, but I thought it was interesting. Uh, Call of Duty accused of plagiarizing a skin uh, design from Dr. Disrespect's FPS. Um, the new Doomsayer skin is similar to the dead drop skin used by, Former Infinity War dev Robert Bowling. Uh, this is coming from uh, Video Game News Chronicle, or sorry, Video Games Chronicle, back on August seventeenth. Um, and if you look at the at the images, you know they are they are different, but they're really, really, really similar. Um, that a lot of the the details, the finer details, um, are a little different, but if you just if you kind of blur your eyes, it's pretty hard to tell them apart. Um, yeah. I was kind of like, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty bad. Um, I, I think that, uh, that uh, call of duty has been accused of this before. I think I remember that. Hey, I think uh, we lost you on. Uh,
0: so we chose go. to talk about this last time. Hopefully that I'm back. We um, did? Oh my so, gosh the last time i mentioned it was uh shoot now it's i think it was uh just a little over a month ago uh it was sometime in july if i remember and that was the same thing happened uh it was uh, about a uh a character like that they were accused of plagiarizing again and this one was supposed to be a uh like a a dog skin or something like that like a yeah, uh, and so that and that wasn't that there was a time before that where they took an actual model. Uh, <laughs> so what's going on, man? <laughs> so, oh, it's it's low hanging fruit, and gamers are dumb and they won't notice it, but someone does, and then therefore it's cheaper to pay. It's cheaper to pay it off. I mean, it's like mm. if people like it, they'll sell it, and then when they get, if they get caught, then they'll just pay the people. You know, like oh, oop, our bad. Here's a little cash. We're still going to make money on this thing though. Uh, much like car insurance companies or car companies when they're like, yeah, we know this is a fatal flaw. It's easier to pay for those few people who die than it is for us to actually get this whole thing recalled right now. Uh, so I don't know same, same, but different.
1: I mean, I'm just thinking like the, de- the, uh, the designer uh, that, that did this, you know, if you're, if your call of duty or your Activision And this comes up and then you're, you know, some, some manager, you see this and you're like, damn it, Billy. And you go over to Billy's desk and you're like, what the hell are you doing, man? Like, I just don't see how this is not a fireable offense. You know, like you're clearly plagiarizing somebody else's work at a different company. And it's, it's very embarrassing for, For Call of Duty, whether or not their players know it, I I don't. I'm not sure, but, but to me, it's pretty embarrassing. If I was a manager at Activision, I'd be like, "We got to get rid of that guy." That's that's because it's, it's only going to get worse if we if we we let it go. He's going to lay low for a year, and then he's going to get lazy or get under crunch, again, and he's going to do it again.
0: You know what? It's as far as uh, being embarrassing. Yeah, it might be a little embarrassing, but it is. far better than any news that had come out in the last year so they're like they're like yeah dude just anything to take the heat off of us yeah go, yeah, some people fucking don't like this okay well it's fine at least people forget about all the other news that's been going on the last bit
1: you like bring it to bobby Kotick, and he's like he's like did he touch her And like no he just he just uh he just uh copied a scale okay fine he did if he didn't touch her then it's fine just just it's fine and then he, like takes another drink of whiskey, and then like goes back to work. Uh, as long, I guess, as long as it's not like nuclear DEFCON one level sexual harassment, then yeah, it's not that big of a deal to Activision.
0: Yeah, well, I can't remember the name of this. There's that old movie um, that had uh, the whole concept was uh, president get caught, got caught doing something he shouldn't have, and then they they make a fake war just to bury wag the dog. Thank you. I knew it was something dog. I'm like, it wasn't war dogs. Cause that was that newer movie. Yeah. Wag the dog. Yep. Uh, it was a, it was Dustin Hoffman. Uh, but yeah, it was just the whole concept. Like, yeah, we need to bury that. We need to bury the fact that, um, the president did something naughty. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna make a whole war and just justify this, you know, and make everything fake and yeah, deep fakes. So it's yeah, actually man. pretty, uh, pretty relevant to this day.
1: Pretty poignant. Uh, now, anyway, I'm done talking about that. Um, so, uh, the other thing is that we did have um, you had a little bit of news. Um, oh yeah, you were going to talk so, about uh, a new monitor from Corsair, is that right?
0: Yeah. So uh, a couple outlets uh, recently got to, got hands on with the uh, this new Corsair monitor, um, and this thing is going to be uh, it, it, it's a forty five inch uh, monitor that has it's uh, it's an ultra wide setting. So you're looking at 21 by nine ratio aspect ratio and the, the, it's an OLED panel made by LG. So it's, you know, it's all quality stuff. Uh, the, what makes this really unique is it's fully, it's actually flexible. And so it's a, you can make it as, you know, a flat, you know, 45 inches, uh, but you can actually bend it. So you grab, there's actually handles you grab on the side and you pull it inward to make it into, uh, I believe it was an 800 R curvature. Okay. So, uh, which is, uh, pretty nice. If you like the, that up close and personal feel and to be more immersed in some of those games, uh, you know, I believe, uh, uh, was it, uh, uh, Bauer, uh, De, uh, you know, famous overclocker, uh, has d- done a video on this. Um, um, Paul from, uh, Paul's hardware, right. um, and bitwit uh they both had uh they they actually shared a video together or they they have several videos on their own channel but uh bitwit actually hosted uh corsair to come over and they both got to play with uh you know play with this thing and it's actually a really neat video so i totally recommend go, giving them a, giving them a look especially if you want to see this thing has um this is all early prototype models so chances are the actual stand uh and some of the uh struck you know custom um, visual features will change. Uh, But it has a lot of decent I.O. ports. Uh, It does um, 240 hertz, I believe it was. Okay. Uh, It has HDMI uh, 2.1. So um, when they on the... uh, Paul and uh, Bitwit, when they did their videos, they did not do anything about uh, consoles at the time. So I'm not sure exactly how well it's, it's working, but they did mostly PC stuff, and they wanted to see how dark it got uh and so it, it does run the proper gambit of hdr um you know so you, it is a solid looking te- you know solid looking monitor um has i think two hdmi ports it has a plethora of, like two or three usbcs and a couple usb uh, usb a ports so it has what you need um it's a chunky looking beast but i actually I mean, think it looks really nice
1: i'm kind of curious like what is really the, like, what is the use case for this? I, I, I can't, I mean, I, I can't really imagine for myself personally needing a TV that can switch back and forth. Um, but like, I mean, but, but then again, if I could only afford one monitor, then I might, I might have, have some idea of how to make that work. But like, I, 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 can you can you imagine the kind of person who, oh, yeah. who wants to get this?
0: Hands down. Uh, so when you want to do anything game wise, just for yourself, if you're playing uh, anything, you you would like that curve curvature to you know get more in depth in it. But if you're doing something more like um, just media content, watching a movie, you know you might want it more flat. So you can especially if someone's sitting next to you, because it, yeah. as it's harder for them to observe if you have a curved monitor. So if you have it nice and flat it'll provide much better viewing angles um some people like it uh, when it comes to you know it depends on uh, how you like to do your productivity work uh, now I'm not sure how how it's going to affect the the color quality this is supposed to be uh, pretty good for color accuracy so if to do actual good color grading I'm not sure how if what it ranks on the if it does RGB coloring but I believe it was supposed to be, Oh, like 99% or something like that of the other color spectrum. So it is, you can, you can do actual like product, other productivity work on it. But the, when it comes to this, uh, what makes it unique is the fact that, you know, if I wanted to show you something, I can easily just pull it out and that, you know, you don't have to, I can see this being like, a, if you have a home studio setup, that way you don't have to pull up your chair next to me all the time. But if you're just off the, on the right angle, like, Hey, just pull it, push it flat. There you go. Um, you can... They did show that you can make it into, like, a J configuration. So if you only want to pull one side, you can do that. I'm uh, not really sure what the point of that is, other than I'm going to be looking at something. Maybe I don't want you to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> a little courtesy curtain. I don't know. Uh, that would be... that's. It's pretty silly, but uh, you can do it if you want. Uh, huh. So, the, I mean, this... Uh, I the, the name of it's... Um, not Xeon Xenion Flex, okay. uh, is I believe what the name of this thing is going to be, and it is supposed to be uh, FreeSync Premium certified, and it's supposed to be compatible with um, NVIDIA G Sync. So you, like I said, you'll be getting all those nice features with it. Um, and, did
1: you say the size that they were that they were looking for on this? Oh, uh, this is a forty-five inch. Forty-five. Okay, that's that's pretty good size, especially for a monitor. That's that's a good size monitor. Um, and then, uh, I mean do you see like there being a problem in the future a couple of years down the road with, uh, if, if you're somebody that shifts it back and forth fairly often with, uh, I don't know, something going wrong with that, with, with that curvature.
0: Okay. So I, I forget the number of bends they, they said they mentioned it in those other videos. So by all means, give them a watch. um, I'm gonna I, I forget now. It was like something like if, um, you can bend like the math came out so you can bend it like five times a day, five or ten times a day for like the next like five plus years. That's if you did it every single day. Um, but most people realistically are just gonna bend it and like leave it for a long period of time. And then on the r- rare occasion, be like, hey, check this out and move it. So I'm not really too concerned on that factor. Um, granted, it's just all. You know it's it's neat uh i guess it, it really does uh depend on your workstation right i don't think a lot of people are gonna have enough desk space for this to be practical yeah uh, i mean but then again this this is in the same headspace of those who own the uh the samsung odyssey g9s you know the g9s are, are ridiculously big uh you have to have a special area just for those two yeah um uh, i mean the other oh, you know what? I didn't think about it. But if you have it in some sort of um uh a vertical stance, you know, so like I know people like the G9s that way, so they can have this giant thing with all their Twitter feed or oh, whatever comment section. So <laughs> just you just have strip it that way. a strip of the TV. And then you can have it curving over the top. So Oh
1: have... <laughs> man, that is a good that is a good use. So you can like look up and it curves so you're not like, oh, it's stretched too far. That's actually Pretty smart. I, that's actually the best use case that I've heard so far for only one side uh, being uh, flexed in. That's pretty cool, though. Uh, did they say what uh, their price point is for this?
0: Um, I've not heard of a price point yet. So, what do you think uh, it'll be? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, monitor spaces are really different, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you you can get um, you know what you'd pay for for a TV for like the uh, the C ones. Um, which is granted last year's model, Uh, but you're, you know, you can get the 48 inch for 800. I think maybe, I don't know what the current price is, but I'd say at least uh, 1200 or max uh, 1500 for the C2s um, for the same size for the 40 inch. So monitors easily go like, this would be over two grand is my (sighs) guess.
1: Yeah, that's, man, that's a
0: lot. I mean, for some reason, monitors have always been more expensive. But granted, you're talking in theory. You're always getting the better response times. Uh, you're not. You're paying. You know, you're paying for what you're getting. In in fact, for gaming reasons. But yeah, uh, a 4K monitor is always out more outrageous than a 4K TV. Yeah,
1: so. that's true. That's true. Um. Okay, man. That's that. That's pretty cool, though. I, I'm curious to see what they'll end up uh, selling in for. If you're thinking two grand, then it probably is a pretty nice looking monitor. Um, You said one forty or two forty hertz.
0: I believe it was two forty. Okay, that is good. Yeah, so I mean, but it's supposed to it's supposed to have the HDMI. uh, So it's two forty hertz, and it's supposed to have the HDMI two point one. So anyone with a um, you know a current generation console can take advantage of at least uh, being the full bandwidth and being able to have the, uh, the VR, uh, VR or yeah. Um, uh, it's getting late. So my <laughs> oh, mind's kind of going on that all one. The sorry. R's. All the V's, <laughs> yeah, and all the R's. The variable yeah. refresh rate. Uh, okay. It's supposed to, so they you know, and it's supposed to help you out on that. Uh, so yeah, it, this will most definitely be your entertainment, you know, hub. You know, it's big enough to enjoy any media, yeah. uh, but it has the fast enough uh, speeds for any good NPC. So this is, it's really going to be competitive, so long as the if the price is right, I guess. But I mean, gamer PC gamers, especially, they're always willing to blow a lot more money uh, than makes sense. Yeah, man. Uh, I know, I've done the same. So
1: yeah, I always see those, those badass setups on Reddit and stuff. I'm like, gosh, that's cost like freaking twenty thousand dollars. Just I'm to waiting make-
0: for the one person to have the full you know 360 wrap on this thing. They're like, yeah, oh. I completely circled myself, but thanks to the, thanks to the way they bend, I can literally open it like a door and squeeze <laughs> out.
1: Oh, we're one step closer to our holodeck nightmare. Oh man, wow. Okay, uh, now let's go on to something else. Um, all right, next up, Move. what have we been playing? Um, so I'll I'll go first. I'll volunteer. Um, so finally got a chance to dig into the PS5. Um, I was kind of stuck on Switch with uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 coming out. So I just had to, that, that was the plans. I just had to, had to do that for like 20 hours. But um, I kind of set that aside. I've been getting into my PS5 um, and playing Horizon uh, Forbidden West uh man this game this game is really good uh this game is very good i didn't play the first one so that is the the way that i have to talk about my experience as somebody that kind of watched that game kind of from afar and even back when it came out i was like man that is a beautiful game that is a beautiful amazing game and i haven't seen anybody else do that graphically yet um and horizon forbidden west is uh is more of that. I think uh in this new generation I haven't seen I mean and I've seen quite a few games um at least on you know YouTube and stuff. Um but I haven't seen any games do what this game is doing be as pretty as this game. I thought Elden Ring was quite pretty well designed um but man uh, Forbidden West just has so much detail um in in everything visual uh it's like the way that that Aloy moves um the way that all the other characters move the cut scenes um look amazing They just they're just uh everything just looks like it's in like some kind of perfect world um the the frame rate seems to be great i'm not really Uh, somebody that really looks for that really hard or notices it when it drops too much, but, uh, it seems like it's working, uh, great. And that like the load times are almost non-existent. Um, it loads super fast. The few times that it does load, um, man. So just like for all the visuals, it is really beautiful. Um, the gameplay, uh, you know, kind of playing through it, um, is great. It was, it was a little bit daunting at first. I was kind of like, whoa, they're kind of asking me to do, you know, this and that and hold this button down and, and, uh, and aim and aim for these certain like tiny parts and stuff like that. But, but after I got, you know, used to what was going on, um, and got a handle for the sneaking around the melee, um, the, the, the bow, the different, um, things that they have you use in combat Uh, after I got a little bit more used to it, I was like, okay, this is actually really cool. The combat is, uh, is very, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. um, Nuanced and dynamic and, and and very interesting. I'm playing it on normal and that seems to be about right. I could probably do with it being a little bit harder. Um, I haven't died very much uh, at all. But, uh, but th- they do give you, like, a bunch of options for, for for difficulty. They have, like, normal, I think they have two easier ones below that. And I think they have three harder ones above it. Um, and I can't even imagine what, the, like, the very hardest one would be like. I, I bet it's pretty wild. But, you know, gameplay-wise, it's it really starts to fit together. You're, I mean, I, I don't know what the first one was like. I'm sure it was probably, probably pretty similar. But, you know, you're... You're sneaking around, you're, um, you're picking off targets kind of as much as you want to, as much as you can using your bow, uh, to, to bring them down a little bit, confuse them and then going loud whenever things go sideways. And it's all fun. It's all, I don't feel like, and I don't feel like I'm being uh, pigeonholed into any particular section of like, Hey, you really have to be sneaky at this point. Or you have to um, you have to go loud at this point. Um, I feel like whatever is going on, the game is like ready for me to do that, and that's very satisfying. Um, it's uh, it's definitely a, very much a video game ass video game in that way, and that's something I haven't really played in a long time. Um, I don't really know what that means exactly. Uh, I guess a JRPG in a way is is kind of like that, but. I don't know, to me, not really. Um, anyway, so this is very much a, a video gamey video game. The story, um, you know, I I am kind of jumping in, uh, in the middle of all this, uh, the end of horizon zero dawn had a bunch of events and they kind of plop you in at the end of that. And they're like, so a bunch of stuff just happened. And I don't, and they give you a big long cutscene at the beginning, uh, Though they do a pretty good job of keeping it, of keeping it succinct, they do give you a cutscene at the beginning, kind of telling you, "This is what happened just before you were, you came on, so this is what's going on." And uh, this character came in and left, and this character and that, and then they throw you in and you do some stuff. They, they you know they, they do a good job of getting you playing, of getting you playing, and introducing you to some of the characters that you need to know, um, and then showing you some of the characters that were important in the last game and then they are like okay and then they move you out west and you start uh dealing with uh the things that you've got to do for the new game
0: yeah so i played a lot of the uh the first game that one for me was uh an exceptional uh good time Uh, a lot of people you know ended up falling off of the gameplay but the story kept them going i love the story the story was awesome as far as um the gameplay for the first game it's a third person open world uh very similar to i would say uh the shadow mordor games so a lot of hiding in thickets uh circling an enemy or or getting them to come to you uh the first game allowed you to convert uh, enemies into your allies, so you would then reprogram them, uh, the the robots, uh, the you know the different machines. And as you, um, uh, I forgot what they call them, but the, the, as you conquered these facilities, you know, so in in in, a, in different games, it would be like a a Zelda temple or something like that. You know, you, these ruins, uh, you go through, and then you'd be able to get a new upgrade to uh, to then hijack you know bigger and more ferocious monsters and that cycle was really fun for me. I was able to, you know, I always grabbed one or two guys and had them just start causing havoc. They'd be my decoy. It's really cool. Uh, And then eventually uh, I learned to, if you aim while jumping or sliding, so time would slow down. Yeah. At least uh, so that, so you learn to then start jumping a lot uh, just so you can get a quicker aim, you know, like more of a bullet time effect. And yeah, you can hit those glowing parts different enemies would then have uh you know different weaknesses but the funny thing is if you hunted them enough in the same manner they started to adapt to you wow uh, because because uh they were kind of they're all you know they're all robots so they're somewhat AI linked it was one of those hidden um one of those hidden uh, game mechanics that no one really no one talked about And, yeah, that game was, like, they didn't do, like, exert, like, you know, they didn't do anything crazy extreme, like, you know, now they have armor over their weak spots, nothing like that, but they would change up their, you know, the way they acted. Uh, So that was always neat. Uh, I generally like to play those games really stealth, so it's super boring to watch. Uh, And then when (laughs) things go wrong, then I just go super loud and super hot. Uh, That's, that's kind of how I like to play it. And I platinum the first game. Uh, and then I did not uh, finish the DLC though. I think what happened was enough time had passed. I finally got to the DLC, and I was just far enough removed from remembering what I was doing. I was like, "Oh crap!" I um, I kinda, mm-hmm. I remember the story, but I it had like I was rusty on the way the actual gameplay was. And so then next thing I know, I'm already super high level, and I'm like, "All right, I'm going to try to do this," uh, you know. Fight these enemies and i'm like my skills had gotten rusty right so you know it was it was hard for me to kind of brute force my way and it's like all right i'll get back to this again eventually and i haven't so that is unfortunately uh really a a downfall on my part because i really love that game like that game i i especially came out right before um uh right before breath of the wild came out and it was unfortunate because I think a lot of people really loved breath of the wild and that it like they moved from one game to the other and it does give you more breath of wild gives you more freedom of movement. lets you climb, you know, like, uh, you know, traverse the world, uh, more efficiently, I think in that, that respect. But I found what I did in the world was much more entertaining and the story was so much more superior. So I felt that a lot of people, um, Horizon didn't get its, you know didn't get its proper due because it just got swept under the rug by the excitement of how good you know how different Breath of the Wild was from the previous Zelda games. So I was always one of those champions, you know championing Horizon like you got to go Horizon, you know that and that's where I stand.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, th- the playing this game does make me kind of want to go back and play uh, the first one um, because uh, even back then I was I was like man this game is really beautiful. Uh, but but this one seems to be you know, building a lot on what the first one did. Um, and uh, yeah, the the story's good. It is I would say that I don't really know too much about what's going on. Uh, there's a lot of names of people and types of uh, people, tribes and stuff like that that I'm like, okay that's a name um, and I just I just have to kind of go along like like with it uh, but they do they do a pretty good job of attaching you know one thing that you're trying to do one thing you're ultimately trying to do at the very beginning immediately they're like okay this is the bad thing that's going on and this is what we're trying to fix and so I was like okay I can grab onto that and then the rest is, I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of just watching The Empire Strikes Back essentially without, without seeing an, A New Hope is c- sort of what it feels like, um, but but I I like Aloy, um, I don't, I wasn't sure how I was gonna feel about her, but but I like the voice actress, I like the acting, um, I like her personality in general, and uh, and the you know the 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 rigs, the facial animations are. Spot on, man. Like they're just, they're just amazing looking. Um, the game does a really good job of, of getting you, you know, uh, giving you some story and then giving you plenty to do, but never too much. Um, so, it's it's super it's super cool game, man. I uh, I, I can't I can't recommend it enough. Um, I don't know how much more I'm going to play of it. There's a couple couple games coming out. Um, one that you're about to talk about uh in in just a second but then also uh um soul hackers 2 uh just came out and i'm i want to play that Uh, i'm not sure how badly because i'm because i'm not getting the it's 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 getting good reviews but it's not getting you know amazing amazing reviews so and there's a lot to play so i don't know how quickly i'll get to it um but i I am enjoying this game and i do i do kind of want to linger on it I've only played uh, a little over 12 hours of it. Um, and I've really only just broken into the forbidden West. They, they sent me out West about, you know, three or four hours in, but I probably could have gotten there faster. Um, but they went ahead and, and sent me out West about that soon. And then you have to do some stuff to actually kind of break into the, the official, okay, this is the forbidden part. Um, But uh, anyway, it's a good game, and I'm looking forward to trying to play some more of it. But um, I think you had a a new game that you wanted to talk about.
0: Yeah, so I finally did, uh, for the first time in a long while, I bought myself a day one brand new game. Uh, Usually I don't have enough time to really enjoy them, so yeah. Yeah, yeah uh it's it's not really beneficial for me to buy a game day one because I just I really don't have enough time in in my life yeah, true. uh but this one uh not the i did but I got this one not because I thought I was gonna be like a new groundbreaking amazing thing, but I thought this was gonna be the right stupid thing that I would enjoy with my friends uh and that's Saints Row uh the new uh reboot of the series I first started playing Saints Row. Uh, really, with the third one, uh, because the first one it just was a straight GTA clone, trying to be taken more seriously. The second one was like had it was more or less still a clone, but had some really stupid events you can do that was really memorable, like try vandalism, driving around uh, a sewage truck and spraying crap everywhere. You know those things were like uh, setting it apart as more of a, a humorous game than you know your Grand Theft Autos at the time, and then three. They knew what they were doing, and they made it wacky and stupid, but amazingly fun. And it's a great game. I mean, you had Burt Reynolds as the mayor. Uh, (laughs) It's like, I played, like I said, I played this game a number of times with my friends. Different friends, different groups, different systems. PS3, uh, PC, and I have 100%ed them on all those things because... I have a sickness but also I had a good time playing with my friends. Uh I played at it. The, the custom character customization is really uh, has always been excellent in those things. Um I think I made Bruce Willis the first time and then I didn't I, I changed it just enough because one of the voices was um, a Cockney accent so I'm like I'm going to play as Jason Statham. Yep, that's it. He's my canon uh Saints Row the third uh protagonist from here on out and it was always super great to do that uh i i absolutely love those games so this one i'm like you know what it i should say four was a disappointment only because the dlc for three was pretty solid and one of the dlcs was uh more or less you drink their poison energy drink and you get superpowers you become like dragon ball <laughs> uh you you can do, you can do fireballs you can run r- fast and write up buildings like a prototype uh i don't know if you ever played that game but yeah it's it's uh, it had great movement and so it's like the developers like well we gave everyone a taste of that so let's start the next game out like that and it just there was some there was just something missing about um, Saints Row 4 so unfortunately didn't I never beat it never even got close to beating it uh, so this one being straight from the beginning I'm like you know what this isn't gonna this there's no way this can live up to my my, my, my memory of 3 uh, but I think it'll be just dumb enough to play with my friends and unfortunately at this point I have not played with my friends yet <laughs> um, yeah it's mostly been I spent I spent a good chunk of this game with their uh it's a free uh download which is the uh boss factory they were promoting this for a long while and you can customize make your own boss uh, they offer. A bunch of wardrobe that you don't actually have in the normal character customization and uh the idea is you're supposed to be able to you know uh make a character upload it uh, have people vote on it and see you know and you can also then download said ones and go ahead and use those characters pre-made ones into your personal game uh so of course my brain went i need jason statham back let's do it
1: jason Jason.
0: They don't have his, uh, they don't have a male English voice, Uh. like Cockney accent. They have a clearly English female voice, um, but they do not have the male. I'm like, ah, you gotta be kidding me. So then I went ahead and looked at their, what some of the, I fiddled around with the character creator. I do this every time when I do a character creator, I play around with it for a long while, realize I really, really appreciate it and really like it i don't have the patience or the artistic talent to make my dream come true yeah uh and so then what i so i immediately just look at other people's works and try to see which one i want to play as in my brain i know what there's a character i do have to make i'm not going to say it in case if i can make it in the future i want it to be like a surprise but (laughs) i do have a, a dream character to make Uh, I think it'd be fitting really great to see this character in the Saints Row universe. But as far as what they have pre-made by other people, the current number one is uh, Shaggy from Mm. Scooby-Doo. It's a very well done Shaggy. Um, They have everything from John Wick to uh, Keanu Reeves' character from uh, Cyberpunk because this game lets you have prosthetic limbs and of a of, of varying source. Like you have multiple, you can have single leg, uh, either leg, you know, both, you can have them different materials, same with your hands. So it's, they really went all out with this, you know, kind of um, style when it comes to that. And, you know, but you have everything from like She-Hulk to like, uh, and like Starfire from Teen Titans, uh, like the original comic version uh you know you have uh different famous people did a lot of celebrities so so there's a bunch of them out there yeah it's it's pretty impressive i did try to download uh i'm like you know what how dumb would it be to have john wick all right i'm going to go ahead and download john wick and for some reason it did snag so i I couldn't quite get it to work so then i'm like after playing in the boss factory for a couple hours i'm like i'm just going to go default main person then because i really want to get this game started and they do a good job of uh making it just as silly as i remember uh you're you're essentially working for the uh mercenary corporation you know and you're hunting down some guys and it has a very uh starship trooper vibe mixed with one of the dlcs for saints row the third was a action movie uh like a space action movie so you're like you're in mars and it kind of had a it felt like it was an, almost an homage to that in in a sense and yeah it's just a basic tutorial but you know the dialogue is witty enough meaning that it's just it's passable but it's, it's that cheap uh Saints Row humor and it's nothing special it's no shakespeare it's not going to make you ponder anything it's it is just pure dumb fun uh and it's the characters that you come across. They're, you know, they're okay for now. I haven't, you know, it's like, I played a handful of hours, but I haven't really gotten too, too in depth. I just did a lot of random sh- random stuff, just murdering and, um, just, you know, silliness. Uh, I'm really looking forward to, I have a, I'm going to be playing with a couple of different people this weekend. Uh, I at least have two people lined up. And you said you're probably going to be buying the game. So if that's the case, then I have three different people that I'll probably end hey, up man. playing the intro for every single one of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah, I was going to ask you after the podcast when you wanted to play because uh, I'll, I'll go by and and, and grab it tomorrow um, oh. if you're ready to if you're ready to play sometime this weekend. But we can talk about that yeah. later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's the thing is I, I I am I am enjoying my time with it, but then again, I did not come in come into this thing expecting it to be pushing the boundaries or making things really different from you know no I I came in knowing that this is just a dumb fun game um you know it's and so people as far as the reviews go it seems to be just getting like you know sixes or sevens probably yeah. mostly you know more and like, it's an okay game I'm like yeah it, it is but if you're playing it with the right people or if you're having a good time then who cares
1: there you are know, some like there are some games that like that, to me, I feel even if I paid full price, I didn't pay enough for. There are some games that I, I feel like that about, and I think that it's okay to, if you feel that way, to to pay full price for a game that you that you otherwise wouldn't if it's in the same series, um, because because you just like the, the previous iteration so much um, and, and it went so much to you and you you had so much fun with it. Um, I paid a lot of money for uh, Soul Calibur 6. The game is pretty fun, um, but it is uh, probably not worth what I paid for it. Um, I did play it for a pretty good number of hours, but I just remembered um, having so much fun with Soul Calibur 2 uh, back in the day.
0: That, That's a huge difference.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a huge difference. But I was getting back into games, and I was like, you know what, this one's coming out, and I just want to, you know, I just want to jump back in, uh, and and try to support this as as best I can. Um, you know, sometimes the games, you know, the new ones just not just not as good as the old one. But if you, you know, if, if you want to signal to them that that you want them to keep making these, then you know, you you gotta buy it. That's that's the best way to vote is with your wallet. Um, so yeah, like I I've definitely done that before too. And um, and uh, they can't all be they can't all be tense, but but uh, if it's if it's good enough and uh, it strikes scratches that itch, then I think it's worth it.
0: See, for me, I was willing to because I knew I was going to be buying this game. Uh, and I only had, I was only going to be buying one copy. Yep. Uh, but I have two consoles. And so I, you know, I wanted to give them a little extra and I went ahead and paid for the hundred dollar version. So oh, what right. it does is it comes with uh, a couple DLCs, uh, you know, some extra packs, uh, you know, skins and whatnot. But then it comes with the, their season the version of the season pass, uh, which, you know, if it's, if it's as fun as the, um, even if it's you know pretty close to Saints Row the third, those I, I remember two out of the th- I think three DLCs, and those are those are good. I enjoyed my time with them. Uh, the other thing is it came with Saints Row the third remastered, and I had not played the remastered version, but I'm like, hey, by the end of the day, worst case scenario, I get to play Saints Row the third again. And I rem- I have not heard that it was like a bad remastered. I didn't hear like you know sometimes when things get redone they mm. like a uh, GTA you know definitive edition or whatever that's been a hot mess. This one I've not heard any bad things about, so I'm like okay cool. At the end of the day I'll I'll at least get to replay Saints for the Third again, and I'll be okay with that. Yeah, and it'll be me and my spouse. We'll be pl- we'll play through that and we'll have a good time. So. Uh, that's yeah. kind of what we're what we're looking at.
1: I mean, uh, you said you paid a hundred bucks for it. Uh, I was embarrassed to say that I paid ninety for Soul Caliber Six. Um, maybe I should still be embarrassed to say that. But uh, anyway, you beat me. You beat me. You paid. You paid more. I've never, I've never paid. I don't think I've ever paid that much for a game. But uh, there are I definitely got two some games.
0: games two. You did and DLC.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> that was the thing as I did get like the ultimate, you know, season pass, or whatever for uh for Soul Calibur, it was still kind of too much to pay i think but because eventually they did you know you i didn't get like season 2 or something like that i was like for 90 bucks you know day one i should get the freaking moon guys um but you know it is it, it is what it is but but there are some games that i would definitely pay more uh for i i actually considered uh getting the uh all the DLC it's not even out yet but the, but all the DLC for xenoblade chronicles 3 i think it's like 25 or 30 bucks but i was just like nah i'm not it's i'm not gonna do that yet i'm sure it'll be worth it eventually but i was like nah i'm I'm gonna put that off but
0: i really want to burn your money just go ahead and get whatever the latest version of doa is and all the skins for that
1: (laughs) yeah Um, i mean i i was like i like this game um, I don't. I don't know if I like it that much. Uh, this was pretty early on. This was a couple hours into playing it uh, that, that I saw that, and then I was like, but then you know, after about twenty hours, uh, probably about ten hours in, I was like, oh, you know, I could see myself buying the DLC. But then after twenty, I was like, you know, I think I'm back to to waiting and not not doing that. Um, at least not not yet. But because there's just so much else to play, there's just so much else to play, and that's already like a fifty hour game, you know, minimum. Uh, so adding another 20 hours onto it, uh, as we are, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm eyeballing the, the end of the year game of the year discussions and trying to get lined out what I actually want to, you know, talk about and play, uh, before then. And there's just, you know, there's not gonna be enough time to finish, you know, most of the stuff that I actually want to finish. Um, so anyway, but I can totally understand paying hundred bucks for a game, um, they're, Probably come a time fairly soon where I will have to do that, but uh, that's neither here nor there.
0: Yeah, well, like I said, for me it was like I wouldn't have done it unless it, like unless it was you know the game that I really wanted. I mean, and I I have so many good nostalgic memories for Saints Row the uh, Third. I I know that in the end, you know, granted I'm paying you know in theory you're paying you know an extra forty bucks you know because um, the game the base game itself is sixty, so. Uh, and that comes with the PS, uh, it's a PS, well, I bought it on the PS4, but it's also the PS5 version. So I don't have to worry about uh, paying anything extra to upgrade. It's just straight up 60 bucks for both. Um, at least that's the way they had it originally advertised. And, you know, so for an extra 40 bucks, I get uh, all the DLC uh, coming out, the, and which is supposed to be three of them, I believe. And then I'm getting the uh, Saints Row remaster- third remastered. I'm like, okay, that's good enough for me uh so i felt it was i the way i priced it in my head it justified itself um yeah, man. but honestly there's not many there's not many games coming out that i'm really holding my breath on either because i'm half expecting all the new games to come out to get bumped <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and you know the, the few games that are like nothing has I honestly don't remember a game that right now that I'm like, oh, good. I can't wait for this one to come out. Like I said, Miles Morales is coming out with the PC at, towards the end. And last podcast, you were like, yeah, you think you're going to be playing Spider-Man? I'm like, I'm probably not going to be playing it, but I might. I probably will end up buying the the um, the bundle, you know, the the complete edition for PC, just so I can have it looking way better than my PS4. Mm,
1: yeah, yeah, I, I think that. um that there's going to be some surprises. I mean, there's some big-name games uh, on my list for me. Uh, You know, Bayonetta 3, obviously, God of War 2. Uh, Those are two that I want to try to get my hands on. Um, But there's a lot of indie games that um, I think are going to be coming out and uh, kind of being like, dang, that's a cool-looking game or that's a weird idea. I really want to get my hands on that. Uh, One that I just saw... Uh currently planned to come out in November is a game called Ixion. It's a it's a city builder, but it's set on a space station in space as you try to make it to somewhere specific or something. But uh that seemed like a pretty cool game. And then there's a bunch of other like little things that I know are, are gonna take up some time. That and getting back to Elden Ring, you know, I put eighteen hours in, but but I, I did wanna try to get you know, more than any other game, I want to try to get closer to finishing that because I think it's pretty important um, as far as uh, game releases this year. But, yeah, there's there's just a lot to play. But, anyway, uh, so that's pretty much what we've been playing. Um, so we'll switch over to what we've been watching. And I think, uh, Joe, you have been watching something on Hulu. Is that right?
0: Yeah, so the long or the short of it is my coworker decided, that, you know, when uh, Prey had come out, uh, the latest Predator movie, all the all the uh, guys in the office were talking about it, and I didn't have Hulu, so one of my buddies was like, "Yeah, just go ahead, take mine, you know, yeah. go ahead and watch it." I'm like, "Okay, great, I'll I'll get around to that." And then I discovered they have uh, Steven Universe on there, so I've yet to watch Prey, but I've been watching the crap out of <laughs> Steven Universe. <laughs> it's um i can have it on and it turns out it keeps um a two-year-old's attention pretty good and um you know it's like you know uh my youngest also just like they both stop and they'll watch it um you know my son he you know it's like uh we'll we'll start to sing some of the lyrics to the opening theme song and as i'm watching it, i'm like i forgot for the first the hand for the the first handful of episodes like uh quite a few episodes they're not really connected in the way like you would think a normal you know story would be so they're all like individual and you can really watch them almost out of order it really doesn't matter um and it's just like part of it's like is is he really uh the main character like special are they on the spectrum you don't understand you're like i don't because the way they draw the characters is very goofy at times like what are they meaning to be offensive it's like it's really hard to tell (laughs) uh and then you know it's like it was a mystery for a long while and then uh, there's there's a tipping point where like just things start being like oh there's an actual story here because they've always alluded to it it's like a darker almost an ominous theme in the background just just standing there in the distance and some of the individual episodes, like quite a few of those early episodes, they're almost a horror like film base, you know, just things are creepy, dark, you know, like you don't know what's going on. And it's very much a, uh, like, I don't know enough about horror films, but I'm like e- this can easily be an homage to something. And I would, you know, I would believe it. Uh, Luckily, my children don't seem to care about it. It's it's nothing like gory or graphic or nothing. Like that it's just more of a mood tone piece, mm. and but also it's still super funny and just overall just delightfully uh, a joy to watch. So I recommend if no one's if you haven't given it a shot. Uh, yeah, it's just go ahead. It's quirky, it's weird. It's not until later on uh, that it really picks up some real steam, and it goes places. Uh, in my opinion. I never did get the chance to finish it because the way the release schedule was when it was first airing, it was really spotty. It's like, yeah, we'll, we'll release a small batch of episodes, go dark, release literally one episode a month for a little bit, go dark. And then, like, it, it kept on doing that. And then, uh, but everything I heard was ended pretty solid. And then they came out with a second season question mark like a couple years like set more into their future Uh. and so we've done our my wife and i've done our absolute best to stay in the dark about that anything reddit or you know posts or anything like just completely you know pass by it so we just know a character or or two design but other than that we have no idea what's about what's in the uh, current you know or the later stuff so uh yeah totally recommend watching it again because I, I'm having a good old time and they're short episodes. They're, they're super short. If you liked anything of those old cartoon cartoons, like Johnny Bravo or, Ro- or like cow and chicken, it's kind of that short form factor. So.
1: All right. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I have heard little bits and pieces about Steven universe uh, throughout my life. And apparently, yeah, it was uh, something else. It, it was uh, quite, well received by uh, by a lot of people um but yeah that's pretty cool man um i have been kind of uh watching uh i've been watching uh kaguya sama uh continually though i slowed down a bit so i'm kind of just at the first quarter of season three um and but it's it's holding up very well it's uh it's really excellent um so just kind of watching that slowly but surely the other thing, um, though, that I did watch, half of, I mean, the, right in the middle of it, is a Netflix movie called The Gray Man. This came out several weeks ago, a month ago, something like that. Um, and it's got it's a uh, it is an action spy movie, and it has um, Chris Evans. And oh,
0: that's this one. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, it has Chris Evans as the bad guy and, uh, gosh, his name just escaped my brain. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. I knew it was a G. And Ryan Gosling as the good guy. Um, it's just like a – it's just a, an action spy movie um, where they're assassins and they're trying to kill each other for various reasons. Um, and I, I'm only about halfway through it. It is uh, – it, it's pretty good. Um, I had heard this movie was like, you know, big budget, uh, you know, theater type movie. And so that's kind of what made me want to watch it. Uh, cause I didn't know what it was. And then I heard that and i was like, okay, maybe I'll, I'll turn it on. Um, it is, uh, so to me, the, the Netflix, the Netflix big, you know, big budget movies there's something about them that doesn't that doesn't feel like a a regular studio in the theater big budget movie it's i I call them like a minus movies or maybe yeah i would would say like like an a minus movie where it's like man this has got some really great action and they're definitely paying for the stars but there's some like little bit that's just that I feel like it's just missing, and i I don't get that I didn't used to get that from rented movies um so to me it's a Netflix type phenomenon and i I can't p- put my finger on it, but that is sort of what I feel like this movie is happening again with this movie um there's a Chris Hemsworth movie that came out a couple of years ago. Uh, where he's trying to protect a kid or something like that. And then there's um, uh, Bright. That was one of the first ones. Uh, those had the same feeling, and they spent a ton of money on those. But there's some aspect of them that, to me, just struck me as like A- minus quality. I don't know what it is, but, but that's here again regardless it, it is uh it is pretty good uh the story's pretty good the action's pretty cool so far um but uh anyway it's it's all right i don't i i, I don't hate it uh and i'm kind of looking forward to seeing how it shakes out see if it's going to be any good in the in the long run
0: yeah uh it makes sense uh the russo brothers were tied with um you know avengers and uh captain america winter soldier and stuff like that so you know of course chris evans is right there mm. uh ready to scoop up know. that paycheck yeah well i mean it's you know you make friends with people right um and you know russo brothers aren't bad uh i i rather like their stuff you know they're not they're not necessarily um groundbreaking or anything like that but at the same time they're always a solid um they're a solid team for directing. So it's, you can generally enjoy what they do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh I did have a thought that maybe um Gosling and Evans should actually switch roles in this movie to, to me at the beginning, I was kind of like, I don't know. I think Gosling should be the bad guy and Evans should be the good guy. Um, but I, but I think that Gosling would have to go to a different place than maybe he's, he's used to, he's kind of, in a lot of movies, Gosling does a really good job playing something of a blank slate sort of character, um, and I think that as a bad guy, he would have to be, he'd have to do a lot more. Um, but anyway, it was kind of a weird thought. I'll, I, don't, I don't know if that's going to hold true through the end because they are doing a pretty good job uh, each in their own right. But anyway. Yep.
0: Well I what the, they made Chris Evans wear that stupid mustache and that's why that's what I know this movie for the most right now from the trailers that's why I, the moment you mentioned it I'm like oh yeah that one that's the one yeah they because make fun of
1: him for it in the movie they they make fun of that mustache and I'm kind of like okay well all right
0: they should they should have made fun of Henry Cavill the Witcher for having a stupid mustache in the Mission Impossible movie um oh, yeah. it was Fallout it was such a bad mustache and his character was like i like henry cavill in quite a few things i thought um oh was it not the man from nowhere but uh he had the spy movie that uh that i really enjoyed as well it's based off an old tv show um and yeah it's just but that you know the whole reason why the reshoots of uh that superman uh or yeah. the, the justice league is because he had that mustache from the mission impossible and they had to cg it out uh no it's they're like oh wow the guy with the mustache he's the bad guy what a surprise you know yeah <laughs> it's just like you know <laughs> that's a point, spoiler yeah. but i mean he was such a, his character was so like one-dimensional really wasn't anything special uh, that was I, I and that's like that mission impossible i felt was the weakest one uh you know in a long time like i'm like oh yeah because they're only progressively getting better and better as far as action and adventure and all that mm-hmm. like they're and then also in this one i'm like this one dropped massively but at the same time uh in my opinion then I'll, but then you look at like best financially the best one ever you know most people have seen i'm like okay well it shows what i know
1: that's the one uh, where they go up the tower in dubai right
0: uh no well no dubai was like four or something like that i think um
1: that's the one that i remember being the best
0: uh the the Dubai one was directed by the people who did um uh give me a second um the incredibles because you can tell that that with between the music and the kind of that comedic style that's where they started getting a little more silly because yeah. that was after i think that was four um because uh three was that really dark one with um Ah, uh, the bombs in their heads. I can't remember the the the, uh, the villain who he's no longer with us, and I feel bad that I can't Philip remember. Philip
1: Seymour Hoffman
0: or Hoffman? Yes, uh, yes, totally. So like that was that was an excellent film, but then after that they took a tonal shift and they started making him a little bit more, you know, lighthearted and you know a, you know fun for the family kind of deal. But yeah, I felt that Fallout was not good.
1: I remember <laughs> seeing was, that, and uh, I remember being like. That was good. That was fun. Um, but I was a little bit underwhelmed by there was a helicopter flying sequence at the end, helicopter chase, right? Uh at at the end of that movie. And I was like Probably. This is something that is one this is one of those things that sounds really cool when you're scripting it up and you're writing about it.
0: But It then, was the one in the snow. Yep, yeah. yep. That whole that was so dumb. But
1: but <laughs> But when you actually film it, and you're like, you got these two helicopters, like, chasing after each other, and they're not, like, attack helicopters, really, and they're... I don't know, maybe it could have been shot better, but I was like, this is sort of weak, especially to end your movie on. Um, On paper, it seems like a cool thing, but in reality didn't really work all that well so i, I kind of see you know, what you're saying there but but otherwise just I did enjoy movie. making
0: a mustache of bad you know that that guy's the bad guy and making it a very awkward mustache you know yeah it's I just, just I don't. Know, it's it's evil spock right anyone with the <laughs> goatee is obviously the evil side which you know whatever
1: <laughs> yeah what does that say about dr strange uh <laughs> yeah he's, the, he's
0: every version right <laughs> so
1: yeah for real but anyway, um, so that's pretty much what we've been watching. Um, and I think with that, uh, the pod has been cast. Um, is there anything that you would like to uh, to say, Joe? What have you learned from today's episode?
0: All right. Well, I learned that we should really just uh, speak with our wallets and don't support the companies for making poor decisions and jacking up our prices. And always be wary because they always have an ulterior motive.
1: Amen, that's true. <laughs> All right, well, uh, that is that's gonna do it for us. Uh, thanks for hanging out, and uh, we'll catch you next time.
0: Yep, take it easy, guys. Bye.